0: This is our point with Zach and Carmen. Hello. How are you today?
1: Plowing through the week. I don't know. Yeah. It's a full week, which I always think is hard after a short week.
0: Well, we should just never have to work again. I can't wait till our podcast becomes so popular that we can, you know, just Start rest on our talent. Media yeah, yep,
1: take it on the road, do some yep. live shows. It's gonna so be thanks great. Thanks everyone for for listening and helping us um, achieve our goals. I'm sure by really Christmas we'll be there. Oh, yeah, I really hope so.
0: <laughs> me too. What are you What are you sipping on over there?
1: I have decided it's summer time for the summer beer, so I officially switched to Bushlight. Can you
0: explain to me why Bushlight is the summer beer?
1: Because it's cheaper
0: but but you have money now
1: i know i don't know i just saw it at costco and it has the like stupid corn cans and i
0: was like it is it does not taste better
1: no but it does have fewer carbs or calories i don't know it was a full point less on weight watchers than bud light
0: all right i'll give you that which is not weight watcher points which uh, is not why you drink it. but Which
1: is not my concern at the moment. Because <laughs> I can't be worrying about shit like that. No, uh, we have got tons of carbs. Anyway, it says for the farmers. And I support the farmers. Do you not Do support you? the farmers? Is I that- don't.
0: I'm over them. I tried to fight for the farmers. They already stabbed me in the back. So, mm. over it. That's
1: true. You did. They you
0: get, did. They get yeah. what they deserve. They voted for Donald Trump. They voted for the guy who lived in a gold... Encased skyscraper in the middle of our larger city, and they thought he was going to care about them. So no, I don't support them.
1: Uh, well, what are you drinking? Who are you supporting <laughs> with your beverage I today?
0: I am drinking a salty mood. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I, Carmen, I'm still recovering. I, I. It's can- been like a week. It's hard. I'm like I got blisters, I got skin that's flaking. I mean, I am going to be pool ready, like I'm going to have a good overall tan, not like one of those farmer tans for your birthday celebration um, next week. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's going to be great. I should probably just drink water for the next week to prepare for your birthday party since
1: That would be wise based on
0: past you, years. Based on the track record. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't try and kill me, feel definitely well, so um I'm drinking water still. it's hot
1: it it is hot. I'd be better off. I do have a water bottle sitting here, so
0: oh, that's good. Is it for the dog?
1: No, it's actually it's for me because this is also my workstation during the day mm. before it's a podcast studio
0: have, Did you read anything this this week that was yeah, of great yeah. importance?
1: Well, so I, what I, one of the things I read was an Instagram post by a friend of ours, uh, And she was showing us her friendship bracelet. She's a oh. friendship bracelet that she wears with a couple BFFs. OK? And I thought that was nice, and she was talking about her one of the friends that wears the bracelet uh, actually has COVID, and so that was the, the point of her post, which um, reminded me. It didn't remind me, but it reminded me that you and I have matching tattoos, which is definitely like next level friendship bracelet. Like, wait,
0: could (laughs) I have just gotten off with getting us a bracelet? Is that a thing that I could have done? I feel like that was not an option.
1: It was not an option. What, what, you were going to just wear a bracelet like Joey and Chandler?
0: (laughs) Maybe, maybe it would have been an inklet. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> no it was not an, it was not okay, an option. i was like
0: that was not an option that i was given
1: so which reminded me of an article i read several years ago from the new york times magazine and it says letter of recommendation bff tattoos by jenna wortham and this is, is from 2016 but i remember that I had read this when we were talking about getting best friend tattoos Guess. Uh, and matching tattoos. And so this, Jenna talks about the story of her ter- first tattoo, like they were watching Clueless and mm-hmm. kind of having a sleepover. And her friend was like, let's give each other tattoos. <laughs> so at least they didn't do that. <laughs>
0: We, <laughs> we just prison dead to each other.
1: <laughs> right. We like went out and had it professionally done at Vishnu Bunny in Sioux Falls. Uh so they did it. Like, and this it's so cute because I was at a F H A lock-in at dual high school and totally like helped um pierce some other teenagers belly button so this really reminded me of that she the friend used a Bic lighter to heat up and (sighs) theoretically sterilize a safety pin before dipping it in ink and she's like I stuck out my chubby ankle and closed my eyes and then they have kind of this like little approximation of a heart tattoo Um, but at this so then it was like they were sisters now, like they had matching tattoos and this was part of their this bond. And she was like, you know, now we we don't we aren't a part of our lives at all. Like I see every her every once in a while, but like <laughs> it's not a regret, like it really symbolizes this moment in her life. And um so she has gone on She actually has, all in all, six best friend tattoos, always in pairs, always with someone whose relationship she wants to commemorate at a moment, and I just thought it was so cool because, you know, um, friendships, wax and wane, I think you can definitely, particularly um, as you grow older, you know, if you... friends in high school then you go to college and then after college you might get married and have kids and so you might come together when your kids are of a certain age or you might you know text uh what am I supposed to do about this teenage daughter that I have you have three of them but if you have something that reminds you of this time that you had together even if you your friendship has fallen by the wayside it's just kind of a cool thing and I was happy that to have been reminded of the fact that we did this and it kind of talks about best friend tattoos require so much prep work which adds to their legitimacy which was so true because we went through at least a month of sending ideas back and forth.
0: Well, and most of the time, it was me nixing all of your ideas. (laughs) So let's be honest. It finally came down to me finding a tattoo that I would like regardless if I never saw you again, which is not (laughs) the case. Mean. Sounds mean. Yes, Yes, but luckily you also liked it. So now we can be BFFs with matching tattoos that we also both personally like.
1: Yes, which I I mean, I think that is...
0: Just smart.
1: Right. It's definitely smart. I mean, we didn't tattoo each other's names. Like, let's not be ridiculous. We should have.
0: Apparently, I should have just gotten a safety pin and a Bic lighter out and just (laughs) went to town.
1: I was like, I was so nervous it was going to hurt, even though it wasn't my first tattoo.
0: It reminded Um, me a lot of the parent trap with the two sisters that pierce each other's ears. (laughs) I was like, "What what are you girls doing? I mean, I can't draw a normal heart and it be straight, you know, like every time you try and draw a heart, like one side is always more angled than the other, so that's great. I'm glad we got what we got.
1: Yes, agree. And so we kind of have just, really, it's a random symbol and whenever anyone asked me what it means, it was like, it means this was the only design that Zach and I could agree (laughs) on.
0: That's what it means. That is what it means. It's great.
1: And yeah, so uh, in defense of the BFF tattoo, I... I suggest you get one if you're on the fence about it
0: well, I, think it's important. I think it's important to yeah make sure it's something that you actually really enjoy before you decide to do it i mean i think that just makes sense in general if you're putting something permanent on your body so yeah and also like don't do it like year two of the friendship give it give it some time before you go to the lengths of of throwing a tattoo at my body because I would have had a best friend in high school – well, I did have a best friend in high school, and I would have thrown that <laughs> tattoo on my body, and I haven't talked to them in probably six years.
1: Well, but it would have it would have commemorated the friendship that you did have at the time. And I think about, like, um, you know, college roommates. That was a really, like, heady, mm-hmm. important time. I don't know. And then one, they were talking about, like, we should get these tattoos because they would look cool – uh, coming out of ta- our tank top in the summer, and they do. That's what's the um. It's a, they each have three daggers on their side. Yeah, that was um, a cute tattoo. That was a cute tattoo. Regardless of whether or not you ever see that person again, it's it's really it's also yep. a cute tattoo. Our friends, um, Andrea and Cam actually have brother sister, tattoo, tattoo. brother
0: sister tattoos. Um. Well, I'm really excited for our our upcoming Kansas City trip where we're <laughs> getting. Um, new tattoos so we've been trying to come up with you know something that the three of us you i and and phil all like that we can get and we finally found a place that we like in kansas city where we can get the tattoos so i'm excited i've saved up my monies um hopefully i still talk to you guys after this trip
1: but it'll be it's such a cool design that it won't matter
0: that's true that's true we're all gonna like it so um Stay tuned for what that looks like in the near future.
1: And if you have a best friend tattoo, oh, yeah, send uh, it in. Take send it in. Uh, put, it on, put it on our Facebook page or our Twitter. I would love to see them.
0: No, that's great. Well, one other thing um, that apparently has been tattooed on on America since <laughs> 1976 is the lovely Hyde Amendment, which is actually not lovely at all. And there was an article in in Politico by Sarah Ferris and Heather Cagle titled Democrats Dodge Abortion Fight with Plan to Keep the Hyde Amendment. I'm going to let Carmen explain what the Hyde Amendment is because she's probably a better descriptor of it than I am.
1: Oh, okay. So the Hyde Amendment says that you can't use federal funds to pay for abortion care. And, but what we mean by federal funds is basically Medicaid can't, uh, even though abortion is healthcare, it is a medical procedure. It, uh, only affects half the population, which would be the childbearing population. Uh, we've had this bullshit rule on the books since uh, 1976. Now it is a federal funding rule, but not like, there are some States that you can use Medicaid money South Dakota, obviously, is not one of them, and yes, I don't think be, Minnesota is either.
0: Because there is a, um, a cost-sharing mechanism with Medicaid between the feds only pick up so much of the bill, and then the state is responsible for the remaining part of the bill. So in some states, in more liberal states, they Medicaid can, can fund access to all of the options for reproductive care. But there has long been... case made, specifically within the Democratic Party, that we need to get rid of the Hyde Amendment. And it has slowly but surely built up more support um, to the point now where uh, Joe Biden supports um, changing his position and getting rid of the Hyde Amendment. Almost all of the Democrats um, in the Senate and the House also support stripping the Hyde Amendment language from spending bills. And it was expected to actually have the House vote on Getting rid of the Hyde Amendment language in the next appropriation bill, but leadership and the Democratic caucus got together and decided to pump the brakes and not do it yet. Which I know, um, which this article talks about. You know, of course, is a huge disappointment to lots of folks on the left, specifically NARAL and Planned Parenthood, who have asked for for the House at least to remove the Hyde Amendment language um, since they are in the majority. But leadership, Nancy Pelosi, Senate leaders with the face, with the reality of what the electoral map looks like against, I think Carmen talked in our previous podcast, we're now like 117 days away from the election. And so, and Democrats across the board are on offense and really moving the, the ball along and are in a much better position now to take back the Senate, to retain the house and for Joe Biden to win the white house. And so this conversation of course goes into the weeds, but really talks about not causing a huge uproar and not like, let's keep the election on Donald Trump and what's going on right now, as opposed to having a conversation about abortion. And the reality is that even if the house passed it right now, it would it wouldn't matter. be dead on arrival in the Senate right. and Donald Trump would not sign it. And then the reality well, is and a then new all Congress starts.
1: Right. And all you've done then is... So you've had a symbolic vote, which is important for is. for people um, and organizations that have been working really hard to get rid of the Hyde Amendment. And um, But what you do then is you put your, your moderates and your folks that are up for re-election, uh, which in the House is like everyone, uh, you put them in a position that they have to take this vote that can be used against them. And that's, that's bad strategy. And so I think that while it is kind of it is a bummer, good policy,
0: it is good yes, policy. It, it, and it makes, strategy. it makes,
1: it makes really good sense. Um, and I don't know if I, I don't know if this is clear when you had asked me to explain the Hyde amendment, but what it's doing is that it disproportionately affects poor women. Like, mm-hmm who aren't in a position to maybe afford um, an unwanted pregnancy at the point or at at all. And so one of the things this article points out is that, you know, when we're talking about abortion is legal, abortion is only legal if you can access it. And right now it is not as accessible if you can't afford it. And so that's why it's so important to get rid of the Hyde language and to have Medicaid cover abortion as part of the full range of reproductive rights. And so everyone has a chance to access it.
0: Yes, that is correct. So it, it's one of those things that Hyde Amendment now specifically specifically within the Democratic caucus is on the way out. And hopefully we will... Um, be strategic and have sweeping victories in Senate races and maintain our leadership in the House. And Joe Biden will be our next president. And come 2021, he's going to be so busy. Bye-bye. He is going to be busy. He's got a lot of things to do, which is why that badass woman that he's going to pick to be VP is going to be so important. Because we all know ladies are the only reason that things are actually going to get done.
1: It's true. I, and I think we've seen that on a global scale with coronavirus. <laughs> the, the most successful countries have ladies at the helm. So yes. let's Imagine that. get... Well, that. I mean,
0: you know why that yeah. is, right?
1: Because your penises are busy, bigger yes. in the summer.
0: <laughs> because it is summer and they got summer You're penises. You're distracted. <laughs> They're distracted. We got, other, we got more important things to talk about right now.
1: Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, please listen to Tuesday's episode... Number 23.
0: <laughs> and while they're listening to our previous episode, let's
1: go get some more we're, drinks. We're going to take a break. Oh, water. You need a water refill. Do you?
0: I kind of do. Got to stay yeah, hydrated. I need, splash. I need a splash.
1: All right. Um. So I found this article and I don't quite know what to think about it. So I brought it here so we could discuss it together. So it's from TMZ and it says Texas Realtors. Master bedroom is officially canceled. Call back Mm. to slavery, they say. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I assume it's by staff writers. There's no, there's no author listed. And so it's interesting. Um, It's the Houston Association of Realtors and they're no longer using the word master to hype bedrooms and bathrooms, uh, which I think is a pretty common terminology. I think I would use it without thinking about it it's on every home show so you know you're like looking for the master bedroom the master bath etc and so they're like that uh you know we're in the south um houston is one of the nation's highest african-american populations and this is just something that they um put into place on their property listing database and it's not like uh full-on ban or whatever, but we're just talking about it's a suggestion. Hey, maybe use your primary bedroom or the largest bedroom, etc. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, it's, it's a far cry from defunding the police or, <laughs> um, you know, finally getting justice for Breonna Taylor. But okay, I guess if we have to make these incremental changes, uh, that's fine. And then TMZ goes on to say um, other masters, other uses of the word master are on their way out, like the Master Court, the Court of Master Sommeliers, which is a a wine sommelier, um, wine expert distinction. Apparently they're no longer using the word master. But then they have to be dicks and say, what's next on the chopping block? What, there's the master's golf tournament and oprah's master class and master's degrees i'm like okay so words can mean different things tmz staff yes. writers and so i would say oprah's master class is talking to people who have mastered their craft perhaps have master, which also is kind of what I would assume the sommeliers are talking about, but whatever. Uh, okay. Also, the Masters golf tournament. Is that all dudes or do ladies play in the Masters?
0: Ladies do not play in the Masters. Mm, um, so maybe
1: that's a sexist term versus a racist I'm, term?
0: Yes, I am not, I'm not understanding why. But I did um, just look up the definition of master Oh, and where you, i have seen where it seems like there is a difference is how it is being used in the sentence so if it is being used in a sentence as a noun then it basically is used as in a in a possessive way right like it is used as a man who has some people working for him especially slaves or servants or a man in charge of an organization or a group and where the meaning of the word changes is when it is used as an adjective or a verb as opposed to a noun. So an adjective, the term master would be having or showing a great skill or proficiency, main or a principle. In a verb, it would be acquiring complete knowledge of a skill or an accomplishment or gaining control of something. So it kind of seems like if you use that guiding post, you know, again, how it is being used in a sentence structure, um, if it is being used as a noun, seems like it's pretty racist <laughs> just based on the the definition from Webster, whereas the adjective verbs do not show ownership of, like, people.
1: Right, which I, I agree, bad. So TMZ could have taken a few moments and looked those up as well and not thrown a yeah. fit about it's, getting it's rid interesting of the word master in the English language.
0: Yes, don't take it away from Oprah. Who However, is a black woman.
1: the English language now means nothing because Webster's put in the word "irregardless," which is not a word, and civilization is well. It's well on its way to failing.
0: Well, but. it's not a word until it becomes a word. But it shouldn't be a word. I know, Miriam, but it's like all those yeah, no, it's all they, those like slang terms that get brought into the dictionary and become a real word. It just takes time
1: anti i am anti New
0: words no no new words
1: i'm not saying all new words i'm saying some new words might be fun but irregardless is not one of them
0: irregardless <laughs> of how you feel about it Stop. um this um article is interesting because you know you and i talked about this um a few weeks ago and i brought it up around the family and we just I guess it just never dawned on us when you talk about a house and you think about like the master's room, the master room, it's pretty derogatory. (laughs) Like if you think about it in a historical context. Um, Yeah. And why haven't we thought of a better word to describe it as opposed to the master?
1: I don't know. Like I said, I, it never crossed my mind and here's Houston getting it done.
0: Well, I mean, I think now's the time for us again to reevaluate the words that are in our daily lexicon that we do not pay any attention to that hurtful to to other folks it goes back to the conversation that they're having again about sports teams and getting rid of the Washington Redskins or the Cleveland Indians you know there are some terms that we might never think about uh, us being white people and
1: well I think they those matter. mascot names are pretty obvious but yes they're yeah. um some friends and I were on GChat, and she was writing something and she was like, Hey, you guys, do you know anything about the term lowbrow? Cause it feels as I'm typing, it feels bad. And so mm-hmm. she actually looked up and it was like 10 terms that you didn't know were racist or had racist origins. And that was super interesting. It in- included lowbrow was one of them. Peanut gallery was one of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was just kind of like a, Hey, there are these things that you grew up doing. And you know, I grew up, you know, with grandparents who called Brazil nuts by a different name. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I with those and it's, yes, you're right. Like it is time to kind of think about like, what are the things that you use really thoughtlessly because that's the way it's always been and um, spend some time evaluating our language in that way.
0: Well, and who would have thought Texas would be at the front of the line of running I, some wrongs?
1: I tell you what, but
0: Texas hasn't done anything right since Ann Richards won. Her governors are ace in 92.
1: So Ann Richards removing the word master from bedrooms. <laughs> kind of. Two. I
0: think that's kind of it. <laughs> can you think of anything else?
1: Um, I mean, the Castro brothers, Wendy Davis, I mean, they don't.
0: They're not they are not Ann Richards level.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Ann no. Richards can do anything that a man can do except backwards and in heels. Darn right. Um, She's amazing. Well, speaking of people in heels, <laughs> people have gotten creative with COVID. And this article, um, which came out the beginning of May from The Cut, which was written by Bridget Reed, is entitled, Dancing at a drive through Strip Club. Lucky Devil Lounge had to shut down due to the coronavirus. Then they reopened at a safe social distance. So these ladies... Got thrifty. They they outsmarted all of us. They. This article goes on to talk about the Lucky Devil Lounge in Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon, not Maine. Portland, Oregon. They had starting on March 16th a stay-at-home order, and because of the type of small business they were, quote unquote, presenting live performances of a prudent sexual nature, they were not. Eligible for the federal government's paycheck protection programs. And so all that of is those.
1: fascinating. I had so, not realized that.
0: I bet you Rand Paul, Rand Paul was the jackass that decided to put that language in the bill. It went out of his way to make sure that the strippers, that he probably patronizes. Loves, yeah, he probably patronizes them all the time. The federal government had nothing else to worry about during this time besides making sure that these dancers Punishing and workers. Women. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the strip club, um, we're not able to get the assistance that everybody else was. Well, they they made sure that Shake Shack got the money and not the people that actually needed it. But so many of these dancers and the, this club owner decided to get smart because you know if they are they live on an hourly wage and they make most of their living based on tips, and if the place is closed and they're not getting any per uh, paycheck protection funds that twelve hundred dollars that Donald Trump gave them. Didn't stretch very far. So they got together and created a drive through strip club. And this club um, was a big, huge tent. And they had individual little stages with um, gates around, like little fences around them, like you'd see at a, the front of a stage at a concert. And then the little stages had a pole on them. And you would drive into the tent that was heated. And there would be light shows going on. There was a DJ but this is how they got to open folks. They turned their kitchen in. they got a kitchen. Some of them partnered with food trucks and made the strippers, the people that delivered your food. So you would do a food order. You would drive your car or truck into this tent. You would stop up alongside the stripper poles. They would do some performing. They would have a, uh, some Tupperware dishes at the end of sticks that they could hand into the car to get their, collect their tips since you couldn't put it in their G-string. You'd pull it back out. Then these lovely performers would give you your food because it's a delivery service. And they called the, the, the event Food to Go-Go, which I thought was amazing. Um, there was good. an additional yeah. fee of $30 for the food. So they would... You know, the food would cover the costs of running the establishment, and obviously the food costs. And then all of the people would get have a temperature check before they would drive into the place. They would get masks and gloves. We have found out gloves very very important for these sex establishments, the NSFW club to this food to go go. Got to make sure you got gloves on, people. But then the ladies would. All, or the dancers excuse me the performers would all share the tips among themselves and guess what people showed up in droves to attend the drive-through strip club there'd be a line of people to go to a drive-in strip club mind blown.
1: I love everything about this I love that again you know this is what Governor Nome talks about about being you know strategic and enterprise and innovative enterprising. And that's what they did. They were like, all right, we, what can we do? We got a kitchen. We're going to make delivery food. Uh, We have professional dancers here. They're going to deliver the food and give a show. And we're going to figure out how to take care of our employees. And, and then, so they interview for the dancers in this article And, um, they talk about like a lot of the people that have been ordering food are regulars and they can, (laughs) they can tip you and, you know, we give them about, you know, three to five minutes of conversation and see how they're doing. And I thought that was kind of adorable. Um, and if any, if there's ever a moment when you need therapy, but you're disguising it with strippers, it's coronavirus. So
0: what else do you have to do? I'm
1: I'm I mean, really glad that um, you know the the club is trying to stay open, and the strippers want to support the community. And it's this is just such well,
0: a I fun love it because now these article. strippers got to be labeled heroes since they were performing essential services of food delivery. So now they get to be looped in as in the hero category, which one of the performers was giggling about. But it makes sense because my first experience at a strip club was traumatizing as a young gay man. They were so many boobs. And the lady, she her name was Candace, and she took her nipple and grabbed it by the actual nipple and shook it and slapped it so hard. I was so distraught. It's like you gave she gave herself a titty twister and then like shook her tit that I decided to order tater tots. From their kitchen, and I sat in the corner and watched ESPN at the strip club. <laughs> no, I mean, the food's pretty good, so this might might be an okay investment. Maybe it's a long term plan that could maybe model should be taken on the road. Scarlet's probably in Sioux Falls could do something like this.
1: I I guess, and you know, it's it's summer, so. You you can have strip clubs outside in this climate because I, I don't see this working as well in oh the God. winter.
0: The male strip clubs should definitely be outside in the summer heat.
1: In the summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end of the article, one of the quotes talks about, all I want to do is keep bringing people safe titties, smiles, and love.
0: I will. And I mean, they... <laughs> since we're talking so the, the about women the women seem to be
1: appreciating it as well.
0: Well, well since you're looking at the end of the article, the last picture, so the pictures that are associated with this story are a little terrifying for me, specifically this last image where she has black Xs with like duct tape on her nipples and she has like a wolf mask. Are you seeing this?
1: Yes, I'm looking at it as well.
0: Do you think those are two rats tattooed on her belly button?
1: I was just looking at the tattoo. It it definitely... Maybe it's wolves. Maybe because of the wolf mask, that's her thing. Although I definitely want to follow... Um, I oh, was yeah, the wondering mother, if you were going to follow them. <laughs> the mother of wolves. Yeah, I bet they're wolves. Because that's well, her it's terrifying. Instagram.
0: I'm just going to... Just that that tattoo. I, I'm not getting that for a friendship tattoo. <laughs> that is not one of the things that's allowed. So...
1: I don't feel like we're wolf wolf people, but okay.
0: Well, my my stump, my tummy is a little too wobbly to be able to to have wolves on it, but this yes, put, that
1: this placement breaks my um tattoo placement rule. So
0: well, do you want to know what else? This since I'm staring at this picture, <laughs> you were so thrown off by the mask, the black X's on the nipples, and the wolves around it's her pasting. belly button. Okay. Well, they they look like tape. The wolves. You didn't look at her armpit hair.
1: You know what? Ladies got better shit to do than shave for you. There's a global pandemic, and you're going to get your tater tots and you're going to fucking like it.
0: This, this lady is why I was eating tater tots in the corner. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now.
1: Oof. My first strip club was in Canada.
0: Oh. Were they classier up there in Canada?
1: They were full, fully nude, Canada. With like
0: alcohol. even even the bottoms,
1: yeah. Huh. That was a different. Apparently, that's different from.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a bottomless strip club. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, oh Canada, indeed.
0: Thank you, Justin Trudeau. All uh,
1: right. Well, last on Tuesday, we did not talk about one of the things that I did over the Fourth of July weekend, which was watch Hamilton. Oh yeah. On Disney Plus.
0: So so long. And I know this because regular musicals are also about two and a half hours long. So, yes. The idea that the movie would be that long was a little jarring at first.
1: Well, because it's a recording of the show. It's not like the sound of music is a movie based on a musical. This is a recording of the musical. Um, which means the show is actually longer because uh, Disney Plus only gave you a 60-second intermission versus a 15 to 20-minute intermission, which is what you would normally get. So, yeah. of course, it was as amazing as I had anticipated. I've been listening to the soundtrack for years. Uh, but it was interesting to see other people like talk about it online because some people were like oh my god this is so cheesy and other people were like have you ever seen a musical like ever and then this other woman who i generally like as an author was like i just want to have a conversation about the quality of like hip-hop that this musical has and i was like it's hip-hop through a musical lens like it's not a fucking chart topper in the hip-hop category you weirdo And then people were like, yes, but Hamilton was complicit in American slavery. And they're like, well, yeah, but you get that that isn't Alexander Hamilton on the stage, right? Like, this Which is, is why different. they had
0: all of those like historically white characters played by people of color.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And the what Lin-Manuel Miranda was able to do with this show for artists of color uh, was incredible <laughs> and continues to be. Uh, with the the touring shows, um, and it, obviously it will go back to Broadway in twenty twenty one.
0: Well, Hamilton so, came out like what five years ago now, 2016, 15, four, 16, somewhere in there.
1: Uh, five seems like a lot, but maybe I don't know.
0: Well, that I think the recording was in the like, recording June was of in 16, yeah. So four to five years ago, somewhere in there. Um, why? Like we already know this about Hamilton. It's been out for a long time, so like.
1: Well, but critics. now more people. Now it was just really accessible, and so a lot of like armchair critics and people who couldn't afford two thousand dollars a ticket um, were able to experience it as well. So it just it it opened it up to a bunch of people, which is amazing. But then it obviously it opened it up to a bunch yeah. Of um, so that Hamilton that on is, Disney Plus,
0: that is interesting. Carve
1: um, out some time and
0: watch it. My party thought is wear your damn mask. All the people Ooh. that are out there not wearing their mask as America again soars to record cases of COVID. It is insane to me that people do not wear their mask. I went to the mall of America the other day because we had to return something before the the return date, you know, expired since they extended it. And the mall was not requiring people to wear their masks. So the mall, which was full, I would say 80% of the people were not wearing their mask. So you know what, people? You better wear your mask. Otherwise, they're going to start shutting shit down again. Like the governor of Texas, who's a Republican, who three weeks earlier had decried face mask wearing and was trying to override local authorities who were putting mandatory masks in place. He has mandated that everybody in Texas wear a mask. If you don't want to shut the country down again and you don't want to stay home for weeks on end, Please wear your mask so we don't have to do this again. That's my parting thought. Please be smart. Please.
1: Yeah, guys. Wear your mask. There you Good go. Good parting thought. All right. All right. See you next week. Let's
0: talk to you next week. Later.
1: It's our birthday. It's my birthday week next week.
0: Oh, well, so, we'll, we'll have some a birthday sound effect for next week. Oh,
1: Yay. All right. See you All later. Right. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.